Hello and welcome to episode 424 of the Drunk History Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gable. What's up, buddy? Let me tell you, man, quite a bit. Most recently celebrated a birthday this past week. 33? Yep, 33. Big 33. Definitely was a great day. Actually went into work. Came into a surprise. There was a bag on my table, on my workstation, and uh, nobody at work knew that it was my birthday up until after this happened. There were a bag of PS4 games, right? My boss was getting rid of a bunch of like his uh, PS4 games, and what essentially was he told me it's like, hey, you can take, you can have what you want, but yeah, for the other ones and stuff. If you want to go through and like price and stuff at the store, that's fine. And so I look inside there, and I, oh my gosh, I got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I had about like eight PS4 games that I initially decided to take home for me. Very one of cool. which, like a couple of which, I mean, I got another extra copy now, Persona Five, which now I have like three different copies of oh, Persona Five. Because you have 5. Royal, and then because I no, that's the thing. I got Persona Royal, Persona Five Royal. But when I initially bought Persona 5, the original, like, thing, I got the Steelbook. Oh. Because that was something. Um, so this one is, like, the regular stock version of it. So it's the most common one. But it, it's, it's funny. I just got, like, three copies now of Persona 5. <laughs> but uh, I got a physical copy now of Monster Hunter World. I got the original Dragon Quest Builders, which I'm interested Sweet. in going and try, trying things out right there. I now actually have a copy of Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I'm sorry, my condolences. <laughs> but uh, I got a couple of other like JRPG stuff, like a World of Final Fantasy and like a, a Star Ocean game, which I've heard they're incredibly like niche in that regards. That's Square Enix, right? Yes, Square Enix stuff. Okay. But uh, I got now a copy of Detroit Beyond Human. So I got the copy. Yeah, I actually got like an actual copy of uh, the game by Quantic Dream, I think it was. Yeah, Detroit Becoming Human, yeah. Right. And I'm just looking at the back here, and yeah, I know this is going to be kind of funny, but uh, I actually have a copy now of Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Burn it. Burn the only it. reason why I took that one really is because, one, I'm curious, two, I didn't have to pay for it, and three, uh, three, the other games I had already had, you know, it's like Red Dead Redemption 2, like Watch Dogs, Final Fantasy 15. I already had those games. So it's like I pretty much made out like a bandit and afterwards i look at it i look at everyone and I was like man it's like yeah even today's my birthday too <laughs> this is crazy <laughs> and so it's like good thing after good thing after good thing happened on my birthday and stuff but uh man there has been plenty of things that have been happening too for example i know i'm gonna be getting my first covid shot my mom and i are gonna be getting our first covid shots tomorrow at my old high school, actually, which is kind of hilarious since I haven't been back there since I graduated. Which Gables was old stomping grounds. Oh my god, yeah, my old stomping grounds, right? Got a lot of puss in that gym. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's wishful thinking, but no. <laughs> but in my uh... mind, you did. <laughs> but uh, the funniest part about it is I have not been on that campus since like 2006. So, man, it is going to feel fucking weird stepping on back on my old high school grounds. But, uh, no, man, there's a couple other gaming stuff that I did go through into. You know how the whole PlayStation 3, the PlayStation Vita stuff, you know, the whole store's closing down. 
this past yeah. week I decided I wanted to go and see, you know, maybe I can shit pick a couple things up, do this and do that. Now I started thinking about it. I got one PS3 game, and that was one that I got rid of a long time ago. Paid fifteen bucks for it. It was Persona Four Arena. Definitely That's a good fighting, fighting game. I remember yeah, okay. going through each chapter of that game. It's currently sitting about 50% downloaded on my PS3, but a lot of the other stuff I got was for the Vita. So I picked up the PSP game Agenda Arc. It's actually a fantastic strategy RPG that uh, I remember playing way back when. I think it was around 2007, 2008. God, yeah, thinking about it now, yes, I had it for the PSP. I had a huge collection for the PSP before I got rid of it, decided to go digital when I had the Vita first time that launched. But, uh, yeah, got that game, got, like, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, PS1 classics. Now I think about it, the PS1 classic I got was Strider 2, and that's because Strider 2 goes incredibly high in the second-hand market. As a matter of fact, there are games on the PlayStation Store right now for Vita and also for PS3 that if you try to get their copies, if you try to get their freaking copies like used like for example Miss Tron bought that's gonna be like a $400 game <laughs> so there are a lot of games that are like classics or you know that it's gonna be very hard to come by they're gonna be disappearing come July or come August they're like about six bucks or they're like about like a couple dollars you know so it's, mm. if you're that much interested in doing that yeah I would recommend that but it also led me to double thinking about it. It's like, you know what? I could spend a hell of a lot of money going to the digital storefront. But when I thought about it, it's like, if my PS3 goes out, like, say, if that CMOS battery were to eventually die or that console eventually die, I'm going to be shit out of luck anyway. Because I may be able to download it, my games, on another PS3. But if I can't connect to the store or I can't play my digital content because of that stuff, I'm like, i got to think of some alternative. And so... I decided to purchase a full year of PlayStation Now. Now, the thing about this one was, is because I looked at the catalog of what they had for streaming, there was a lot of PS3 games that I had had back then, that I have never had back then, that I decided, you know what, let's try PlayStation Now on the PS5 and see where that goes. Because it was okay on the PS4 Pro. I had some input issues, especially when I was playing fighting games. So I had been testing that stuff out. But uh, other than that, I did get some money on my birthday as well. <laughs> like I said, a lot of other type of fortunes. And I actually used part of that to purchase Monster Hunter Rise. Have oh, not cool. played that yet. I just bought it yesterday. But there was something I was trying to finish up first before then. <laughs> but how have you been, Tyler? Doing okay, you know, just uh, clinging and banging as always, you know, uh, like you, getting my uh, COVID shot tomorrow as well, so that's going to be pretty sweet, um, you know, uh, a little nervous, you know, because I heard, you know, sometimes the uh, effects can kind of suck, but uh, I don't know, I mean, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, doing doing our part, you know, Gables, it's awesome that you're getting it as well, and you and your family, yep. so that's, that's awesome, that's really cool, um, but uh, I also... I got an Xbox Series S. Yes. I haven't got it yet, but uh, it's coming. Uh, it's supposed to be here tomorrow. We're Saturday night as we're recording this. Um, 
So uh, hopefully it comes tomorrow. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, you know, getting, I'm not getting too excited, but if it does, that's awesome. But, uh, so it'd be a nice little, uh, little celebration for myself there getting a, uh, uh, the Xbox series S, you know, I it was, I was telling you before the show and it's just like, I've been trying the last month or so to get one. Um, uh, but I was like, I was trying to get the series X and I was just thinking, I'm like, I have a switch. I have a PS five. It's like any of the big third party stuff, first party stuff. It's like the, the, all the, there's a bunch of great first parties going to those. All the third party stuff, I'll just get on on the PS5, and then it's like, but it's like I was, you know, it's like I, I wanted a game, I'll beat the show. I was planning on buying that anyways, and I'm like, well, fuck, you know, instead of spending seventy bucks, you know, it's like perfect time. It's like really, this my Xbox is just would maybe my what I have an Xbox One X for a few years, but it's basically just been my Game Pass machine at this point. Yeah. Um. Oh, excuse me, sorry, that was a big burp there. Whew. Um. But uh, it's basically been my Game Pass machine the last few years. Like, I'll, you know, like we, Battletoads, Streets of Rage 4 was awesome last year. The year before that, like uh, Gears 4, After Party, stuff like that. So every, um, or Gears 5, rather. Um, so there was some cool stuff in Haven this year. Um, yeah. Outriders is a game I've been wanting to check out. And I've been, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll wait and stuff. I'm trying to get an Xbox. I'll just, I'm not going to pay 60 bucks for it. It's awesome to hear that game came out. It's been, um, God, I'm really burpy. Oh, my God. Oh wow! Apologies. <laughs> Tastes like Doritos. That was terrible. That was a bad one. Uh, I had Doritos for the first time today in years. Gables, not great, mm. not great. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah. Ooh, one second, my my audio is fucking up here. Can you say something, Gables? Ah, uh, you should have got yourself some cool ranch Doritos. Oh God, no! Cool ranch is worse. Uh, <laughs> At least you'll have a zesty coolness to you. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm all right. It's like, hey, baby, how's it going? It's like, oh, I smell ranch and desperation. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like Axe, It's like the Axe body spray of fucking uh, chips. Doritos Cool Ranch. <laughs> the Xbox body spray, man. It's like just Doritos Ranch and stuff like that. It just sweat. <laughs> oh. Perspiration. Ugh. Oh, God. That sounds, that's terrible. Now all I can think is like, all uh, cool ranch Doritos are is just Dorito, regular Doritos with with someone's armpit sweat on it. So, that's forever what I'll think of now. Thanks a lot, Gables. Uh, not that I ate them anyways, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I got that, and I came with the, I got I got a bundle for my Xbox Series S, um, and it comes it came with a gift card for GameStop because I got it through GameStop. And uh, three months of Game Pass. For, it was no additional price than all the other stuff. I'm like, well, I was gonna get, I was gonna get Game Pass with it anyways because my Game Pass ended a couple weeks ago, and then um, I'll just use my gift card to buy another three months of Game Pass. Perfect, works out. So um, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. Gonna get that, and then perfect timing with uh, uh, MLB the Show 21. Uh, it's gonna be coming available on Tuesday, and then I'll I'll play some Outriders. Uh, you know, so I'm looking forward to that. We're we're getting closer now, Gables, to that time when uh, there's going to be some some games coming out. So that's pretty exciting. Um, but Gables, I want to talk about something very important here. Okay. We made some jokes uh, back in February uh-huh. about a, a man named Reggie, mm-hmm. former president of Nintendo of America. Yeah. We even named the episode "Reggie Has Mother 3. And this motherfucker, I, as soon as I saw this, I sent it to you. I'm like, this son of a bitch, this son 
of a bitch. Put the tweet out. I I, I got to find it. I got to find it. Give me a second here. I want I, I don't want to I don't want to misconstrued what our uh, Lord and Savior uh, Reggie Fizeme said. Give me a second. I should have had this prepped beforehand. But I I'm just been dumb. I almost I almost immediately blocked him. Um because of it. All right, here here it is. All right. Uh I on his this fucking stupid ass thing. All right. No, that's that's a that is not Reggie Fee. That is a uh, weird account with Reggie Fee's made that I don't ever want to see again. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Oh, his Twitter handle is just at Reggie. I respect that. I respect that very much. All right. Oh, he tweets a lot. My God. Did he delete the tweet? I think he deleted the tweet. Did he? Oh, here it is. I found it. Oh, okay. Here it is. So uh, Twitch had a um, a tweet. What's the oldest game in your library that remains unplayed? And then he quote tweeted it. Mother 3 English version. Every time I think it's time to play it, I get trolled and decide to put it off. Maybe I'll fire it up this weekend. <laughs> With a gif of him going. For people, audio listeners, I nodded. Um laboriously um this oh, son of a bitch i love it just so fucking trolly and it's hilarious i i i know he's trolling i know it's probably not true but what if it is gables and and what if you don't we, know what if we spoke this into existence you know or it's like sometimes you know we talk about you jinx yourself you know by by bringing it up maybe we just bring it up you know, we we made this into existence maybe we if mother three comes out in the next year, next calendar year, we get all the credit, and I want half the proceeds. <laughs> I feel like that's fair. Everybody that buys it, we get a dollar of that. Um, but yeah, that son of a bitch. Good for him. Respect it so much. But it's like I, I was like, I saw that tweet. And I'm like, didn't didn't we joke about that? And I fucking I went back and I started looking. And I'm like. Oh fuck, we did, and like, I, like we even named it the, that. That was even the title. Reggie, Reggie has mother, mother three. three. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a mother fan. You know, I'm a fan of my mother and of all mothers. You know, don't get me wrong, but the the video game mother, um, Earthbound, as um, you Westerners call it. Um, I don't know, Gables. What was your thoughts when you when you heard this news? I actually thought it was pretty hilarious because. It's more than apparent to me that it's pretty hilariously trolling each and every person, hardcore Nintendo fan that's buses balls for years in regards to fucking Mother Three. <laughs> but what I, I just I just love the idea though if this is real if he just had it sitting on a hard drive, it, like what if a, it's all, like could you just imagine what? him like having a press conference or something like that just him like just doing a press conference and all of a sudden you just see the TV in the background with the fucking just say Mother Three on it yeah. I just like the I just love the idea though he like he's had it in his backlog so long, it's it's like installed on his his Wii hard drive. Like that's that's like that's how they like they they did the job they ported it they did the, the translation like fourteen years ago and just like ah no never mind no one's gonna no one's gonna give a fuck about this game. It's I just love that idea I'm I'm all for that idea. Oh but, my um, god, yeah that what a fucking prick. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, Gables, I want to jump into this here. You know, I've been talking a lot, you know, over the last few months. Like, we're in that weird COVID times where I really feel like, you know, I've talked about like this first chunk of the year 
first third of the year or so, it, we've really felt that COVID effect for video yeah. games. Um, whereas like the the stuff that was that was prepped and ready to go, we saw like you know games get delayed last minute. Yep. Like Last of Us, Goshima, um, a lot of games get pushed out to the fall that were, um, or you know, Cyberpunk for one, as well. But a lot of games got pushed out, and games did come out like you know like Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a lot of bugs, a lot of issues and stuff like that. But anyways, um, you know we've been in this weird chunk, you know, where not a lot to play since the holidays, uh, and we're, we're getting closer to Gables. I've been talking about you know end of April, uh, through like mid June or so. It's like it's just a crazy rush of games. And I talk about I'm like. I've said many times that I'm looking forward to a lot of games. I want to ask you some questions here, Gables, about some of the games you're looking forward to. I have a few here that I want to talk to you about. Okay. Not this isn't my time. This is your time. You know, down here it's your time. You know, you're a goonie right now. Okay. Okay. You're you're sitting there. You got your Rocky Road. You know, you're eating some Rocky Road ice cream, and we're we're down here. We're, we, there's people. There's fucking coins and change next to the fountain. You're sitting there with your German taco, fucking <laughs> eat some ice cream. He's just staring at you. You know why you're eating that fucking? It's like I love you, but there's chocolate in here, and I don't want you to eat it. I don't want you to get sick. So I love you very much. You know. Um, <laughs> anyways, I don't know what that, that my dog would actually do. Just watch me just eat something. Like... <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't eaten peace in like 16, 17 years because of dogs. So I, I understand I understand that sentiment. But anyways, um, Gables, I want to start off first here with a little game called New Pokemon Snap. Mm. Where are you at on this one? Fine as day one 60 bucks yeah i would want to buy that day one because it's a nostalgia factor for me and that i do want to play more pokemon snap i have seen enough to where it justifies me to go out and buy it so that's definitely on a day one meter for me okay cool cool all right gables stick with april 30th for 400 uh returnal for ps5 hmm that one's more of a hard bucks. sell for me. Yeah. And it's more of a hard sell not because of like price, but also because of it being a new IP, and I'm not exactly 100% sure whether or not I'm going to like it. Another, it's a, kind of a roguelike sort of experience where, you know what, I'm sort of half and half on roguelite stuff. I mean, I loved playing games like Rogue Legacy, which I played that through on the Vita. Really loved that game, thought it was fun. There were other types of games that I have that are roguelite that I haven't even had a chance to go through and play yet. Hades is one of those crimes against humanity. But at that same time, I still feel like that it was definitely a wait till a sale for a return okay. for me. I'm, I'm, I'm in that same side of me. But it's not my time. It's your time. <laughs> one week later, mm-hmm. my birthday. Yeah. May 7th. 1989, May 7th. Day living infamy. Not that I was born. Michael Jordan hit the shot. Game five in Cleveland gets the Cavaliers. Won won the series. Moved on. End up losing to the Pistons in the in the in the uh, East Conference Finals. No big deal. Whatever. Go Pistons. Uh, but uh, Resident Evil Eight, Resident Evil Village. What's your mm. thoughts? That's fascinating to me. This Do is going to be also one of those type of games where it's like I see interest in it. It's definitely a game I want to play, but I would not know if I want to play day one. Because my track record with Resident Evil really isn't that great, because I've played them. I've never beaten a Resident Evil game. Tried playing through a bit of Resident Evil 6 with you. Obviously, that is definitely not the way you should introduce yourself to that series. 
but uh, it's not day one. I would definitely wait for a sale for Resident Evil 8. Okay. All right. Moving on here. One week later from that. Crazy time here, Gables. We've got four games. We've had shit for like four months. Mm. Not shit, but not a lot. You know, we've had, we've had some stuff. But uh, now we have four big games coming out in a three week, two week stretch. You know, from April 30th to May 14th. Four pretty big games. Mass Effect Legendary Collection. Edition. Collection. Edition? Edition. Mm. So for the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, yes, I would definitely buy that on day one. For one, I have a huge nostalgia thing for the That's original two. Mass Effect trilogy. Two, I had been yearning to play through the entirety of that series ever since last year when COVID did hit, and I was going through that spin of playing things, watching things, whatever type of hell things going on. But it's about time for me to not only play through the Mass Effect series again, but also to do it from beginning to end with my save, my same save file. Yeah. <laughs> Quintessentially, I never yeah. did that because I always would switch between consoles. 360, oh. PS3. Started with 360, finished with PS3. Wanted to get that stuff cleared out. And what's kind of hilarious about it is checking my PS3, checking the save data for the cloud. I still have all my DLC for the Mass Effect 2 and 3 on PS3, plus all the patches and shit that I've cool. saved in the cloud. So it's like, oh god. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Are you, male Shep, Femme Shep? Male Shep. Okay. Very cool. Are you, are you going to Liara? Hmm. Miranda? You know, here's the thing. When I initially played through the Mass Effect series, I started with... Oh, no, I didn't start with Garrus. <laughs> I started Mass Effect 1 and chose Ashley over Caden, which that one, you know... Caden sucks. Uh, Come on. Yeah, Ash is not very sucks. good either, but... I mean, well, yeah, in the first one, you know, but it was like a romance option. I went with Ashley in the first game, went with Miranda in the second game because, for God's sake, why wouldn't I not go with Miranda for the second game? But uh, for the third one, I went back to Ashley in that regards. I didn't mm-hmm. experiment with the aliens or anything else like that. I just went through with like just what I would go through. <laughs> you know, see, I, I I was the same way. I went Ashley, Miranda, but then I went Liara, huh. and I, I I I didn't mean to go Liara. I meant to go Miranda. In the third one, but then I I didn't, I didn't realize I picked this option in Mass Effect Three, and I ended up choosing Liara in the end because I wanted Miranda. But well, I, yeah. I, looking looking back in Mass Effect One, if I I would rather fuck Rex instead of Ashley. <laughs> well, the thing about it was like you have Ashley in the first game, you think she's dead in the second one because of like story stuff. So with Miranda, and yeah. then all of a sudden she gets reintroduced and stuff into like, well. How she is, which is entirely different from the first game. She's not yeah. kind of stuck up; she's more kind of like a wild renegade. But she's in it. Like, she's in it for like one fucking scene, and and two, which which kind of sucks. But yeah, uh, but I agree with you. But I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. We finally got some gameplay stuff too uh, this past week. So I'll tell right, you something. That I, I'll tell okay. you something that I am excited for for game release things that you know, is going to tie into a game I know that you've played that I still own that never have played and is actually the... actually a game that is like a... Oh, the main character is like the brother of like uh, this... the other game. For um, What I'm talking about is Near Replicant. Oh, okay. I, I skipped that because I didn't think you'd be interested. Well, here's the thing, man. It's like, I like JRPGs. I have never played through near automata however i am interested in playing through near replicant in that regards because in the grand scheme of things 
you have the original Nier, which was on PS3 and 360. That's the father, right? And so Nier Automata, his daughter and stuff, and then Nier Replicant, his son. So it's like the mm. little brother, quintessentially. Yeah. The gameplay is a remaster thing from a PS3 game that never came stateside. The gameplay content looks pretty cool in that regards. I am interested in seeing what they have done to improve not only on that old game's gameplay, but see how much that they've evolved since near like Automata and South in that regards, you know. But I am definitely in the mind where I wouldn't buy day one, but I would love to play that game at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm jumping, you know, with Nier because it's like if that came out like in March or February or something like that, in like this last couple months, day one would have picked up, played, probably would have enjoyed it. But it's like coming out April 23rd. You know, it's a week before the big stretch of games are coming up, so it's like I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna put 60 bucks down now. And I want to hear what people are saying about it. their previews so far. Have been pretty good, um, so which is which is exciting. But uh, it's like yeah, near like I never played the original near. Don't know anything about uh, Dragon's Dogma or not Dragon's Dogma, but Dragon Guard, Dragon whatever. Dragon the game Guard. is based on. Okay. What is it? Dragon Guard. That's a series yeah, Drag- that was on PS2. I know Dragon Guard Three was a PS3 game. I used to know somebody that was heavily into like uh, the Dragon Guard series, cosplay characters and stuff. Liked Nier and a bunch of other stuff, but uh, yeah, that's basically like it's. I believe it's sort of. Near in and of itself is sort of like a uh, prequel series to Dragon Guard. I'm not entirely hundred percent. Yeah, sure. basically, from what I understand, is like there's multiple endings in in those games, mm-hmm. and Near is basically if what is is basically what what like the future of one of those endings, I guess. Yep. Um, is what's based off of. Um, I've I got all that knowledge based from Imran Imran Khan, who's uh, he's a uh, working for Fanbyte right now. He's the editor-in-chief there, but part of kind of funny, he's actually writing a book about the, the Nier uh, franchise, which, mm. uh, oh. yeah. Um, very confusing. This makes sense. I beat Nier Automata. I love that game. I don't... Uh, I understand Metal Gear Solid story more better than I fucking understand Nier Automata. <laughs> um, That's it's very weird. Right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fantastic game. But, uh, and then, like, 26 innings. But moving on here. Gables, now, you know, we, we had four pretty big games coming out in... A two week span, then we got a few weeks. We got a few weeks here, Gables, to rest and relax. Sure. Just dive into that hundred hours. It's going to take us to beat Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition, um, if if we can. Now I'm talking about the third. The third. I had I had checked out my head again. <laughs> um, PS5 only game. This isn't right. on cross gen. This isn't multi platform. This is only on one platform. We're talking Demon Souls. We're talking. The best game of the generation so far, Destruction All Stars. We're now we're talking. That's the sarcasm. I I, I, I want I, I want preface that. I don't want to put that into the wild. I want people to know. I can't. I couldn't continue the bit. I don't want people to know. Again, no, fuck that. But <laughs> the third PS Five. Well, I guess there's actually a playroom. But um, Ratchet and Clank ripped apart June eleventh. Hmm. Yes, there is some interest in there. I definitely would love to play the sequel to the 2016 game 70 bucks yeah it's 70 bucks and honestly it depends upon how much i enjoy playing the 2016 game from now upwards to the game's release because i am mm. planning on playing through that game ps5 but, update just came out too oh yeah they most recently came out this the game recently just came out with a 4k patch and everything else for that thing so 
that is definitely going to be something. But depending upon if I like it or not, I'm probably going to get that day one. Yeah, oh, that's that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's definitely day one. All right, moving off of those, we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna give a little Nintendo love right now. You know, uh, Tupac wrote a famous song about uh, you know Nintendo love, obviously. Um, not California, Nintendo love. Um, I don't know what I was going with that. I didn't have anything to play off that. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyways, moving on. I've, I've already had like five beers. All right. Mario Golf is June 25th. Gables, what's your thoughts? Are you, are you getting that one? Day, Day one. one. 60 bucks? Yeah. Oh, God, one. that's it. Okay. Yeah, Dude, me too. I love Mario Golf, and it's been such a long time since I've played a console Mario Golf and enjoyed it. Oh, boy. Toadstool Tour. That was a great game on GameCube. It definitely has me going with that. And plus, when the last Mario Golf game came out on the 3DS, I enjoyed playing that a hell of a lot as well. So it's like, it's no question, man. If it came to one of the Mario sports games on the Switch, I mean, I was somewhat interested in Mario Tennis, but Mario Golf is where I want to play. That's what yeah. I want. I'm, I'm very hopeful for Mario Golf because Mario Tennis... Really disappointing because they they really built up that campaign. That campaign was garbage. They're doing the same thing right now with Mario Golf for the building of that campaign. I hope it's not garbage. Um, I care about just going through the cups. I mean, just going, just getting the gold trophies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. I mean, that's be fun. But like you know, to add something else to it though, because once you because it sort of has that. From what I've seen, it sort of has that aspect of uh, how Mario Golf Advance Tour was with the Game Boy Advance, where you had an RPG element tacked on with it. I believe the Game Boy Color version of Mario Golf had the same similar like thing, but in terms of that, it was more scope and scale of you building your characters throughout, either being technical, either being speedy, either being powerful in that regards. It was also like a short sports RPG in that regards. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't want twenty hours, but like if it's like five hours, that'd be, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, no shit. If it's like a five-hour like sports RPG with like uh, unlockable characters or whatsoever, you're facing off against like four champions of each individual like course thing that you're going through, like a specific cup or whatever. That's fine by me. I would love that hook, line, seeker. I mean, hell, mm. I enjoyed it all those years ago, back around the late '90s. I sure as hell would love playing it through in 2020. One. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could be 2020 still. Who knows? All right. Well, last but not least, Gables, we're sticking with the Switch for 600. Skyward Sword, July 16th. Mm. 60 mm. bucks. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> He's thinking about it, ladies and gentlemen. He is thinking about it. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. He's rubbing the chin. It's <laughs> When it comes to Zelda releases... That's definitely something that I do want to try to play. That is, honestly, if it becomes available, I would buy that day one. Because it's the 35th anniversary of the Legend of Zelda series. We have nothing else yet in terms of collaborations or in terms of like remastered like collection things that have been announced yet. We probably won't until June since the Mario stuff's done and over E3. with. we still got a multitude of other things to know about and because Nintendo's going to be at E3 this June I still feel like I'm going to get Skyward Sword Remastered Day 1 on the All Switch right. well Gable speaking of E3 Ubisoft has announced we're having a Ubisoft Ford you like that fucking segue people you like that <laughs> woo okay, yeah sorry I down. just scared the shit out of Louie <laughs> he did not like that one bit he is he was uh, sound asleep and not anymore He's like, what the fuck just happened? 
<laughs> what is going on, Dad? I'm so he's gone. I don't know where he went. He's going in the bedroom now. He's like, fuck you, I'm out. I respect that. I love. I, love you, Louie. He didn't even didn't even say I love you back. What a dick. Love you. Sorry. I feel bad. I feel, generally feel bad. But anyways, uh, I had a I, I I had an awesome segue, but then I ruined it by calling out the segue, and then I got distracted by my dog. So I just fucking killed it. But anyways, you uh, Ubisoft uh, has announced they're having a Ubisoft Forward at E3 2021, the first one to give us an actual date so far. Um, they announced on Thursday that they're having the event, and it'll be a digital uh, press briefing, like basically a direct, like we've, we've been having for a while. Right. And they had we had two forwards last year uh, on June 12th to Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, East Coast time. I'm sorry, scratch that. 1 p.m. Pacific time, West Coast, Best Coast time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, not a lot, too, not too much to add here. Uh, I just thought that was, you know, it, where we finally, you know, we've been, we, we were talking about E3 lately and like, what's it, what's the plan is going to be for, it says it's going to be the 12th through the 15th. Um, so this is the first one, like usually EA play his out and it's, they, they usually kick off the, on Saturdays Yes. and Ubisoft is usually Monday afternoon. So we're, we're already right away. Boom. Seeing a difference here. Um, and you know, hopefully, you know, like, uh, we'll probably see some new, finally have some more details because like. At this point, Far Cry 6 and Ride Republic were already supposed to be out. And that's already... Um, those have been delayed and we've had no news. And then there's the uh, Prince of Persia as well. Three uh, Ubisoft games were supposed to have been out already. Um, and both of which have already been... Uh, were already delayed. So, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, not too much to add there. But I thought that was just kind of cool and interesting, Gables. That we are... For, you know, it's... it's you know Usually by this point, we already kind of have dates. We already have you know, an idea when all the press conferences are going to be. And it's like, here we are... And, Mid-April, two months two months out, and now we're we're finally getting some dates. Hopefully, we get the rest here soon. What about you, yes. Gables? What's your thoughts on all this? Well, honestly, I'm kind of interested in seeing what they'll present over inside of the Ubisoft forefront. I mean, there's going to be a couple things we're going to be obviously seeing: something Assassin's Creed related, something Tom Clancy related, something yeah. in regards and whatever the hell type of sports thing they're going to try to shove down. You know, there's going to be a Just Dance game. <laughs> it, it, they're getting yeah. so... They've gotten so fucking predictable over the past five years, you know? Yeah, so, well, yeah. last year we didn't have a Just Dance thing, though. So, I mean... but Well, they, I guess we did, but it was yeah. like a virtual thing. So, um, I would actually, like... I, I, I'm someone that, I, I was someone that definitely hated the Just Dance shit, but, like, I kind of miss it now. You know, it's kind of fun. You know, like, I... I, I, I like I said, oh, I talked about for a long time. I just wish everybody just did these digital press conferences, just get... Cut out the fucking fat. Just get to the meat. That's yeah. the good shit of the these press conferences. Um, but sometimes you kind of miss the fun. You know, like I, I miss the fucking you know E three with like you know when Reggie and all of them turn to puppets or like um, Reggie and uh, Iwata. Speaking of, want to just show that off right there. Ask Iwata's uh, book. Ah. Yep, I, I bought that today. I bought that over the um, over the week. Um, but Iwata and Reggie having a fucking Smash Brothers fight. Like, I missed that shit, you know? It was good times. <laughs> or, you know, like, fucking uh, Miyamoto coming out on the Ubisoft stage and with the fucking uh, gun on his hand. God, I just thought of that. Fucking please. Just make it happen. Give me that Mario Plus Rabbids 2. That's just give me that. that uh, that's all I want. Please, God. I'll take it. Well, I'll take it anywhere you sense. want me to take it. Um, but, yeah. Um, it's exciting. We're, we're getting some news, and that's just the first domino to fall here. So, um I, I I imagine Nintendo will probably sit Tuesday if they if we have one and mm-hmm. uh, I hope it's over the weekend. I just hope it's like our you know we get them all over the weekend because uh, 
mo- mostly uh, selfishly because I'm not able to get that time off this year, unfortunately. Well, let's see uh, here. For June 12th is going to be on a Saturday, I want to yep. say. And they said it's the 12th through the 15th, so that's Tuesday. The 15th. 15th. You know what's kind of interesting? I was able to get that week off. From you the 12th fucking all the way asshole. to the 19th and stuff in my workplace. Are we, are we doing what we, do, we used to do every year during E3? Are we just going to fucking every night get on and podcast? <laughs> we may exactly do that, dude. I mean, it's something that we had done for years and stuff up until last year when that whole shit went down. But Yeah. I always thought that was our best system. Instead of just doing like one big show that's like three hours long or two big shows that are two hours each, just break them up conference by conference. So um, I guess that's something we can hatch out later. But um, I'm excited. It, it was the first time like, you know, oh, cool. E3's back. You know, we talked talk about it last week. It's like I, I definitely prefer that system. But like when you start when I started seeing like dates like for conferences, I'm like, all right. I started getting those chills a little bit. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, all right. Cool. It's like I understand why people hate the ESA. I understand why all that shit was like, man. Done's better than E3. It's it's Extra Life, E3, my two favorite times of the year. Um, for uh, you know, just it's just exciting times. So cannot wait. But Gables, moving on here to some other news. Um, I don't. It just started off as a kind of a big thing. Like it's like started breaking over like Thursday night, um, and like Friday afternoon, it kind of was squashed a little bit. I thought it was something we could mention, keep an eye on a little bit, but I don't, I don't feel like it's too much. So Square Enix, there's been some rumors that uh, this was a Bloomberg Japan article that came out that uh, there's been some potential buyers interested in purchasing uh, Square Enix. So, um, so it's, I'm just going to read some bits of articles from IGN here. So Bloomberg has reported today that there's interest from several buyers to to acquire Square Enix. So interest from potential buyers. So nothing. Um, too crazy here not not like discord or like that where like microsoft is in talks it's more people are interested uh however this report is not based uh, on any announcement uh by square enix um so i want to find the quote here um oh here it is so we do not consider selling off the company or any part of its businesses uh nor have we received any offers from a third party to acquire the company or any party of its business so i thought there was coming interesting stuff here I'm, I'm not a stock guy i don't understand the stonks obviously uh, we talked about that with the Gabe, with the with the Gabe Stonks uh, a couple months ago, but um, from what I understand, with uh, if you're so they're a public company in Japan, Square Enix is. I'm not sure about US, but I know in Japan they're a public company. Like Nintendo has like you know, they're a public company as well in Japan, I think, and also in the US. But anyways, um, if you're a public company and someone gives you a serious offer, so it can't be just me showing. Hey, I got five bucks, I'll buy you. Like that's the bullshit. But if you are someone that gives a serious offer then you are legally required to listen to it and also talk to your board of directors about and stock owners and shit like that. People like uh, about the purchase and talk about it and vote on it and all that. So uh, not also be more, more public knowledge, it'd be hard to keep that secret. So they, they said they have not received any offers and they're not planning on selling it. Obviously everybody has a price, um, you know, to quote the million dollar man. Uh, and, I like I said. I think if someone gave him a serious offer, we probably would have heard some. We'd hear something more. But I do. I, I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, if that people are interested in buying Square Enix, like, um, like I said, I don't understand all the shit, how all this shit works. But basically, from what I'm understanding right now is like Microsoft. A lot of big companies are interested in. Like they have money that, and holdings right now, and they're interested in spending that because of interest levels are so low, and um, you know the, the the value of the American dollar 
isn't uh, is higher right now than it will. It could be later. Obviously, pandemic shit like that is causing a lot of issues, potential issues down the down the road. But anyways, um, I, I think it's interesting. But I also think that like people are mentioning Microsoft, but it's like you know in like Japan, if they were if Square Enix were to sell to an American company, that's like kind of a, a big no no there. Like they don't like it when you sell to out of country. It's kind of the same thing here. It's like you know, like we like, you know, you know, people, you know, we love Ford Tough. We love Chevy. You know, we love American companies, you know, for the most part. Um, so it's kind of the same idea in there in Japan where, you know, and stuff like that. And like where people like, you know, it's a respect thing where you don't, you don't sell to. So I think Microsoft's out of it. Sony can't afford them probably because it's, it's valued at $7 billion, but they're worth a lot more than fuck Bethesda's worth, I think. And I that's think most true. Agree yeah, with that. the longevity, the prestige of the franchises that they own and stuff, the importance of their IP was definitely yeah. more expensive than, say, like a Bethesda from that point perspective. I know at the same point, it's like, I'm not surprised to hear that there are people potentially wanting to buy Square Enix. I mean, we hear it from time to time as well through rumors or other type of scuttle, but throughout the industry where it's like, Okay, somebody wants to purchase Sega, or somebody thinking about maybe securing Atlas, or yeah. even, even like for things like a little bit of obscure, like oh hey, maybe next level games or something like that. We're gonna there's people potentially wanting to talk to buy that stuff. You know, it's it's more so things that we hear through either the rumor mills or whatsoever. Nothing concrete in terms of Square Enix and stuff. I mean. Yeah, they're required really to just listen to the offer and stuff like that. But the odds of them being purchased in any major like capacity by like one company or like two companies or something like that, it's extremely low in that retrospect. Unless the company in general that wants to acquire them, like a big old industry, like like something a massive influence were to go through, like said like a ten cent or like uh, anything of that sort with massive amount of income that could actually go through and have that going through. But at the same time, you have to get approved also by like trade commissions as well. You know, there's other types of standards and guidelines you got to follow in order for an acquisition to be purchased. I mean, Microsoft just went through that with Bethesda and it took, even though they announced it months back that like September. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like September that they bought quintessentially are buying Bethesda and stuff it took until early this year in 2021 and even like towards like February or March this past this yeah. year it's like seven eight months or so right exactly to finalize the transaction and actually go through and announce what they are working on alongside them but uh, it's fascinating to hear stuff like this because you know you get to hear a bit about how how much like say company you know how prestigious like a company is to specific sort of things of investors and stuff because they're always looking to get that one extra company or that one extra thing that's going to help drive up their stock and their prices all the way up but it also could lead to something potentially even much more interesting down the line like a partnership in regards Mm -hmm. to maybe two different companies that want to go through and like uh like support each other through like a series of deals and stuff yeah i yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think the Tencent thing's gonna happen because that's that's a China-based country. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the the you know how China and Japan are with things. I don't know about all of that, but um, I don't know. I mean, if if they get sold, they get sold. I'm not gonna be like super upset about it. I I'd rather they didn't. Cause I think Square Enix is like doing really well right now. Um, 
which is, I mean, I was, we were talking about, I was talking about outriders earlier. It's like that game came, like there's a demo for that, like a month ago and like the beta and people were like, this isn't great. Like even last year when previews were coming out, cause it, been, it got delayed like a whole year. Mm-hmm. It's like, this isn't great. And then like, cause Square Enix is publishing the game. And then there was that demo that came out about a, probably a few weeks ago, a month ago. And it's like started to turn around and like, uh, we'll get to the NPDs here later, but that game is doing massively well. Um, and people are behind it, like are, are pretty positive about that game. So, uh, it seems like Square Enix like went from like there was this time there where like even like Capcom as well. We're like, oh, these companies aren't doing too hot right now, and like definitely turn it around. So it's like uh, awesome. Like if they do get purchased, I hope they're able to just kind of keep the route they're going. Like what we're seeing, because um, it seems like both are in a good direction. Um, but yeah, I just as far as like you know, I mean, if I think if they do get bought, if it's say it's Japan based, it's probably gonna be a company we don't really know much about or. Because I don't think from the offset until you realize the severity of what or who is purchasing them and why yeah. they're purchasing them. Yeah, because like, I, like like I said, Sony and Nintendo probably can't afford it for the price. No, I mean what I think it was like seven point three billion for a couple of their IPs. But, yes, but not yeah. them outright. Yeah. Uh, so and I, I hope I mean because like if if Nintendo bought them, that would suck just because. Those games, they make some of the best-looking fucking games on consoles. But then again, and wasn't it, like, months ago? Like, even, like, this time last year, where we actually didn't think that, that it was possible for Bethesda to be bought outright by a company? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it came out of nowhere. But, yeah, but like like I said, Million Dollar Man, everybody has a price. So, uh, I just don't, I, I really don't want Nintendo to buy them just because I, I I'd hate to see what Final Fantasy VII remake will look like on the switch no. they're <laughs> more or less concerned about keeping their core group of developers and elements so when they had the chance to secure next level games which they eventually did because of the yeah. work they've done for them for years and stuff like that it came out of left field for one is because you don't hear too much of nintendo actively going through securing studios two it also brought to light that yeah there was actually like no one Knew, actually, not a lot of people knew that Next Level Games was just independent, you know, in that regard. Yeah. They weren't. And also, three, it's because other competitors, like, say, from Microsoft or from Sony or whatsoever, were interested in trying to buy them that they went yeah. through and actually moved in and just got them when they did. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, 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 it sounds like Microsoft's not done buying or, you know, Xbox and stuff like that. It's not done buying oh, they've, studios. They've so. actually mentioned actually said that they are still looking into buying like potentially more studios i mean they have not yeah. cut that rumor off at all yeah which is exciting and then just you know the shit you know, game pass so i hope they can keep that shit rolling mm. uh but moving on here to some other news here gables we had a we had our second resident Evil showcase uh oh, yeah. this past thursday um so i once again i had this issue i think with the, with the state of play um, with my with work, I, I, I've, I've talked about in the past. I was telling you before the show, like where, like I'm I'm usually in southern Iowa, so the the reception isn't as well down there. So I have like issues of connection, but like I can like YouTube, I can't even load up really. But Twitch, like I don't I don't ever go on Twitch, but like I wanted to watch the showcase for uh, during my lunch break, so I was trying to watch it and like so I had to watch it on Twitch. It was super weird. Is that I watched the Twitch one, a game this game that I'm about to talk about. Wasn't even on it. It was on the YouTube one, but it wasn't on the Twitch one. Wow. Resident Evil 4 VR was uh, announced for the Oculus Rift. Um, <laughs> so we're, it, it was so weird. I don't understand it. Like I, I was like, the fuck. And I was like, and I was, I, don't, I, I didn't go back to watch the YouTube version, but I, I just that's what people were saying. I guess was that the, 
the Twitch version didn't have this one. So uh, the Resident Evil 4 VR was announced for Oculus Quest. Um, there's going to be a uh, – on April 21st, so this Wednesday, there's going to be a uh, Oculus Games Showcase. And uh, there's they're going to delve more into it. But we're getting a VR version of Resident Evil 4, so not the remake. I think we're all hoping for But uh, mm-hmm. we're getting this. It's going to be in first person. We saw like a, a teaser trailer for it. Um, neither one of us have Oculus. We're not – I have a I have a PSVR um, which I don't really care I don't ever play anymore and then I don't think you've had anything VR so I I think it's safe to say that neither one of us interested in playing this anytime soon. No, not really. Mm. I think it's kind of hilarious yeah. that even in regards to anything like VR related, even around my area and stuff, they usually just sit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so I I I, I imagine this is a thing where. Oculus just shelled out some money to have them make this. Yeah, uh, kind of like Resident Evil Seven with PSVR, same thing. Um, and then we had the most confusing demo uh, timeline I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. You know, it's like Nintendo did some weird shit with like the Splatfest and the same thing with the oh, what the fuck else they do. They have Splatfest and something else. I can't remember what it was. Not just Splatfest, but, uh, anyway. but they also have uh, on occasion put out demos and stuff to where you have a specific number of tries that you can go through. Yeah. Do. But what was that? They did a splat fest and did it for something else. Arms. It was arms. Yeah. Um, test. Yeah. So, um, yeah, global test. Thank you. But they're kind of doing the same thing here with, uh, um, with Resident Evil where they're having like, uh, there's demos. The demo went live today for some people. Uh, I think you have to have it, um, pre-ordered. So I have it pre-ordered on, uh, PS5. So I think you can, I was able to play the demo today mm-hmm. um, for like a, a stretch, like eight hour stretch, but they're calling it eight hours in village, which I gotta be honest. That sounds like a porn title, <laughs> but you can only play it for 30 too, minutes. Dude. It's like when I heard the first thing that they announced, it's like eight hours of village. I'm like, Oh, I get to play in the village for eight hours. What? Yeah. <laughs> I see. I heard eight hours of village. I'm like, Oh, okay. This sounds sexy. You know, I'm thinking lady D me, lady D eight hours. 30 minutes that's 28 more minutes than i need but okay let's fucking go um oh it's i know it was interesting it's like you got a chance to choose between either being inside the village or being inside the mansion in that retrospect and i felt it was initially kind of misleading in that retrospect because it's like they worded it in a way where it's like it made you seem like you were going to play this demo for like about eight hours or something like that you could potentially do that but when I heard the initial thing, I was like, oh, you have this on this eight-hour time period in order to go through and play through this demo. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, so there's also two demos. There's a village demo and a castle demo. Yeah. demo. And then they're like, like oh, it's a 60-minute demo. But really, it's not 60 minutes. It's just two 30-minute demos. And there's like three different days you can play them on. Um, super confusing. That was the only thing. Like Honestly, I, like they started off with that, and the, I missed mentally I, I was i watched it but i missed the rest of the press conference because i was like scratch me i'm like okay when the fuck okay i have it pre-ordered which reasonably so dude because but that's you fucking, don't have it pre-ordered i don't know why pre-order. they did this yeah honestly I, I, I have no idea they could have just put out a fucking demo and just say hey you have an hour to play through what we got going through here right now and it's like you could yeah. do that and then wait for the fucking game to release instead of like have it just introduced inside the fucking waves and stuff, so that way you have this particular time period to play this thing, this particular time period to play that thing, you know, it's 
Yeah, they but it's like, oh, if you have if if you have a you have a pre-ordered, there's these times you can play it. If you have a PlayStation console, there's these times you can play it. But if you don't have these those consoles, you have a, you have another console, you have a PC, you can play it during this time. Or if you have Google Stadia, <laughs> you can play it this time. Um, it, it was very confusing. Uh, that that was like the, the I had a. And here's the thing that I'm gonna just touch upon right here. When you require a fucking flow chart in order to go through and present your demo playable to your fucking fan base, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, Warrior 64 took some screenshots, thank God, and I was looking at them later on, but I'm still... I'm looking at the time things right now. I'm still confused. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. if I'm not even going to bother fucking talking about the times. Uh, just look them up yourself if you're interested in it. But we got another trailer for it, uh, for Resident Evil 8 Village, um, with mm, Lady D. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at some screenshots here of Lady D in the article here. But, um, yeah, anyways, uh, we got some more, we got a little bit more, um, uh, uh, some kind of story stuff to it. I don't really want to, you know, I mean, it's just some spoiler stuff out there if you want, but I feel like the game is hiding a lot from us. Mm, probably. Um, I feel like they're they're doing some misleading shit. Um, I think, but I'm cool with that because obviously I'd rather not know than know. But um, yeah. Uh, next up, we had uh, mercenaries is coming back to Resident Evil 8 Vill- to Resident Evil Village. I don't think. When was the last time we had a mercenaries mode? Let's in see. Game? Mercenaries mode. Resident Evil Six, actually. I, okay. Okay, Resident Evil 6 had mercenary mode, but also, believe it or not, on the 3DS, I believe, there there was there was, a, there was a mercenary game that was fairly popular Yeah, people love. Yeah, I remember it got, kind of got bad reviews, though, because, like med- mediocre reviews because it was like a full-price game. So. Right, because it was a full-price game, but yet at the same time, people that did go through and play it end up trying it out, you know, they did enjoy the experience for what it was. Yeah, I remember playing, playing that a lot in... Not a lot, but I remember playing it on Resident Evil 4 where after I beat it like 1,900 times. I was like, oh, maybe let's check this mode out. And I just didn't really care for it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'll check it out probably uh, just because uh, I, I, I think the, the big issue with like Resident not the issue, but like Resident Evil's like the gameplay isn't the best part about those games usually. It's more the set pieces and the the, the area you're in and the gameplay is kind of secondary, which is totally fine. This kind of game, that's what I want, you know, but um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I know it's I, a lot of Resident Evil fans were super excited about this coming out, coming back, um, which is awesome. Uh, they did a little bit of talking about uh, Resident Evil Reverse. There's a beta that's out that's been out for a while now. It's free to you can anybody can download and play it. I have not. I, that's just it seems like it's going to come and go. Like that Resident Evil Resistance thing came out like with the Resident Evil Three and with like two months it was gone already. Like, they already stopped supporting it after like two months. Uh, I feel like Reverse will have a little more buzz around it because it's it's a full fledged next title. It's not a remake, um, but I, I don't see Resident Evil Reverse um, doing anything substantial. Um, then we had Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which is the Netflix uh, animated. I believe it's a series, actually, not a yes. movie. Is it a series? Okay, it's actually a right, series. So I'm confused. So it said, and the, and the thing in the in the trailer it showed it said uh, Netflix animated series. But in this article, it's saying uh, animated movie coming in July. It looks so like an actual series. To be perfectly yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's a series, but I don't fucking know. But anyways, um, so it's President Evil. 
uh, basically. Uh, so it takes place shortly after Resident Evil 4. Uh, Leon Kennedy is uh, and Claire Rufield are in the in the White House, um, and a zombie outbreak happens. Um, Ashley Graham, uh, who was the daughter of the president, who was in Resident Evil 4, the one he had to take care of the whole time, um, sounds like he, uh, Leon's there to meet President Graham. Um, I'm starting to think that maybe Leon should just stay away from the president and any of his family members. He'd be so much safer. Like, let them die, go on with your life, and be happily ever. Uh, just live happy ever after with Claire Rarefield. Or Lady D, rather, actually. I'm fucking. Push Claire Rarefield on the ground, get get yourself some Lady D. Um, that's always my, you know. Just, you know what? Every guy out there, push your lady on the ground, get your Lady D. <laughs> that should be the, like the ultimate battle royale game where it's every male every male human in the world we all just the last man standing gets Lady D <laughs> the ultimate battle royale right there boom uh, I've been playing Fortnite in the last couple months Gables I'm going to tell you I'm not very good at building so uh, I'm going to need you to do all the work and I'm going to hide in a bathtub <laughs> until there's like eight of us left and then hopefully I can just kind of outsmart and flank some people and then if it gets down to us two gables maybe the best man win <laughs> you know so uh, if you know I resp- you know if you win that's awesome as long as one of us gets lady d i think i'll be happy honestly <laughs> um and don't act like you you don't want that lady d cuz we all do i'm not going to say her i'm not going to try to say her name uh, cuz god knows it was even like a huge thing when Brittany from what's good game she was hosting the event she was like the first person to actually say her name out loud and it was like whoa that's how you say it this whole time and even she had to go on twitter afterwards she's like hey i went on and asked them is this how you pronounce it and they basically oh game of the okay she's like i'm not even 100 sure if that's how you pronounce it but they said it was fine so i went with it so who the fuck knows so it's lady uh-huh. b um um that's but i'll call her whatever she wants me to call her while she's crushing me with my feet <sighs> moving on um I don't give us so uh, with with the infinite darkness. Like I'm not a big animated guy, uh, although I have been getting into Invincible, the awesome Amazon Prime uh, TV show lately. Um, but I thought this looked kind of good, actually. I was a little surprised. What about you? Honestly, it looks kind of interesting in that regards. I mean, hell, it has a lot of potential. It could be something fairly fun to watch and stuff. It has that uh, definitely a good quality animated sort of look and feel about it. So yeah, definitely seems like it's going to be a good series. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yes, I'll at least check out the. I mean, if it's I don't like I said I don't know if it's a movie or a series, but I'll at least check it out. If it's, a, I'll you know I'll give it a shot. Because uh, and then I was hoping we got a trailer for uh, the new Resident Evil movie. Uh, that's that was supposed to come Labor Day, but it got delayed to I think November or something like that. Right. Um. It's 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 done. It's it's rap shooting. Um. So I'm hoping I was hoping we got like a trailer for that, but I imagine we'll we'll see something this summer probably. And then uh, also last but not least here Resident Evil. Uh, there's going to be a Dead by Daylight uh, collaboration. Um, there's going to be... Uh, it's the fifth anniversary uh, on May 25th for Dead by Daylight. So they're gonna. there's going to be a collab chapter in June for Resident Evil. But we don't, there's no real... It's just a teaser trailer. I don't know what's going to be there. Probably uh, Mr. X or... Um, Dude, it's probably like going to be Jill and Nemesis. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. I think... Yeah, I, I, I wanna, it'd be cool if they did both. I'm not... Dead Dead by, Dead by Daylight guy. I know you You are definitely... I definitely um, have played my fair fan. share of Dead by Daylight and stuff. And yeah. That's the first thing I kind of 
popped into my head. It's like, okay, they're going to have Jill Valentine, they're going to have Nemesis and stuff. That makes yeah. a hell of a lot of sense with that. You could also go possibly with, say, like Chris Redfield and Albert Wesker. I mean, that could also be something that you could do as well. When when they do these collaborations, they normally just pick one, or they can do multiple sometimes? They can do multiple sometimes. I mean, let's just... I'll be perfectly honest with you. With the whole Silent Hill stuff, you had, like, uh, the main protagonist of Silent Hill 3, and also you had Pyramid Head for the monster. Oh, okay. So, quintessentially, right, so... with these licensed stuff, you'll have maybe one, sometimes occasionally two hero characters, and then you have the villain character, quintessentially the killer. Okay. It happened also with, say, like, Stranger Things, because you had the two... The two, yeah. like, uh, leads and stuff like that for that series, and then you had the Demogorgon and stuff as, like, the main monster. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. So, yeah, maybe they'll have maybe they'll have Mr. X and uh, uh, Nemesis. Yeah. Uh, but moving on here, Gables 2, uh, our last topic here. Uh, we have the MPDs for March. So oh. I've been kind of interested in, in, in these uh, for, you know, because we, we, I talked about last month where, you know, because we always look, you know, they always look, okay, this time last year, this the sales percentage went up, like, and we've seen the last basically 11 months of MPDs where, like, you compare it to 2019, fucking sales double, tripled, whatever, you know, just because, you know, COVID and everything like that. Yes. Um, and I, I mentioned last last month when we were talking about February, like, well, okay, we're going to look at March next month um, for MPDs. And that's the first time we're going to be comparing pandemic month to quasi pandemic month um but uh jeff grubb here this is an article he wrote um from from uh venture beat uh he always does i think a good wrap-up for the mpds but he talked to matt pescatello who's one of the mpd analysts he's one guy that he's the go-to guy about these mpds for video games uh he talked about that so the sales from this time last year are up 18 percent from 2020 but he brought up a good point where really the pandemic didn't start till mid to late March. And we didn't really set big boom until March 20th with animal crossing and doom more, really more animal crossing than anything. Um, so uh, still bump up 18% higher, $5.6 billion and we're spent in the month of March. Uh, and then also helps you have two new consoles. Uh, switch was still the highest selling console, uh, for the month of March. Um, no surprise there. Um, I'm curious how that's going to be though. Once we get to the point where we start to see that switch pro coming out, we that gets announced. And then also when uh, we get the semiconductor issue fixed and we can get the PS fives and Xbox series consoles out there a little more regularly. But they also announced that uh, PS five is now the fastest selling console uh, in us history. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that, I thought that was kind of fascinating. So despite all of the issues about getting the consoles made, still outpacing every console ever made in its first like, five months on the market um so yeah uh for overall uh 14.9 billion dollars was spent in the first quarter of 2020 or i'm sorry one second first yeah four yeah 14.9 billion dollars spent in the first quarter of 2021 30 percent higher compared to 20, uh, 2020 uh in that time frame which makes sense because the first two months of uh of last year when we were not in a pandemic um <clears throat> so sales still way up overall um and then moving on here to the top 20 selling games of March 2021. Um, so obviously some of these games don't include digital sales like Nintendo doesn't include digital sales. 2K doesn't do digital sales. But uh, moving on here. So so starting at number 20 here, we have no, number 20, FIFA 21. Number 19, Mario, Super Mario Party. Number 18, NBA 2K21. 
so a bit of a drop from them. They go from 13 to 18, but they also are now have been added to Game Pass. So maybe that affects some something, uh, some stuff there. I'm not sure. Um, number 17, Madden, Madden NFL 21. Number 16, Breath of the Wild. Number 15, Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. It's a weird jump. Uh, number 14, Mortal Kombat 11. Number 13, Pokemon Sword Shield. Number 12, uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 11, uh, Modern Warfare. Uh, number 10, Minecraft. Okay. But oddly enough, it was it was 8 the month before. Uh, number 9, Mario 3, uh, Mario 3D All-Stars. Rest in peace. Uh, number seven, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number six, Mario Kart 8. Number five, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number four, uh, dropping from one to four, Mario 3D World. Number three, Outriders. Number two, Mar- Monster Hunter Rise. And then number one, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. No surprise there. Um, so Gables, a pretty... Uh, we, there's only two new titles on this list. Number two, Monster Hunter Rise, Switch exclusive game. Number three, Outriders, a game that launched on Game Pass, but only on Game Pass for Series S, Series X console owners. Interesting. Um, oh, so, what's your thoughts on this list here? One, what's interesting about it is because of the Switch release of Crash 4, that actually propelled it up on the NPT lists and stuff to, I that, forgot. to that like yeah. number 14 spot. Yeah, it went from 65th to 15th, so from the previous month. That tells me that a lot of people were waiting for the Switch release in order to buy Crash 4. Yeah. But uh, what's interesting to note is like Monster Hunter Rise not being the top of the NPD charts, and that's more or less because of Call of Duty Cold War. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of people that want to play that game, obviously, but at the same time, it's like between that and Outriders having a like a pretty much a good sales month and its opening thing, I mean, it was not on the market for that long either. But... Uh, Honestly, I'm glad to see Monster Hunter Rise and Outriders performing well over at retail for that initial month. Especially for Monster Hunter Rise, since a lot of people were looking forward to it, have yet to dive headfirst into that game, but at the same time, can't wait to try that out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, nine of the top 19 games are Switch exclusives, so yep. no surprise there. Switch killing it, as always. Um yeah, I think I think this is kind of you know like last month was very boring because it was just like 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 we've been talking like I've been talking about. There's no new games really coming out. We last month we started to see some new stuff. We had like well Mario 3D World, new old stuff I guess, but uh, and then Monster Hunter Rise obviously as well. Um, you know, I'm definitely curious to see how next month's going to go with um, you know Pokemon Snap and Returnal and Near and stuff coming out. So we're gonna I think the next uh, few months is gonna be interesting. We're gonna see some new blood in there, but uh, I think it's awesome to see. That, uh, you know, 3D World still holding on strong there. Um, second month on the market. Our third month. It came out February, didn't it? Um, which one was it again? Mario 3D World? Yeah, it came out like around February. Yeah, okay. So it's two months on the market. Well, never mind. Um, so and then also, yeah, Outriders. That's awesome. See, like I talked about earlier um, with them where that, that game felt like that game was going to come out and die. It seemed like from everybody. And then they had that demo and like your progress carried over to the main game. And I, I heard people, um, podcasters, I listen to friends I talk to, uh, talking shit, stuff like that. Like people playing the demo are like raving about this game, and it's come to see out. It's totally the total one eighty. I wish I'll see because I'm a big fan of people. People can fly um, with Bullet Storm and Gears More Judgment. I love what they can do. Uh, so that's awesome, and I'm I'm excited to get my hands on it when I get my Xbox <clears throat> Series S here, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then Monster Hunter Rise. It's already the second highest selling Monster Hunter game. 
in franchise history behind Monster Hunter World. Yep. Um, so I think it's already like 5 million copies sold. So that's incredible. That's awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we see the, you know, like the attach rate for Switch exclusive games is nuts. Um, I, I, I imagine, especially in Japan as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, like I said, for the, most month, for the most part, it's chalk. You know, it's what we're used to seeing. You know, it's, we got the big sports games, we got Call of Duty, we got Switch stuff, but it's cool to see we got two new games in there. And then Crash Bandicoot 4, jumping back in there, like you said, I totally forgot that Crash Bandicoot 4 came to um, Switch. It also had the next gen upgrade come out as well. So I wonder if that gave a little boost on top of that as, um, for, uh, for in March. But yeah, I mean, pretty cool month. Uh, I'm excited to uh, see what the, um, you know, what, what the future holds. But I mean, also, I kind of want to look at here. So like, um, Miles Morales still killing it. Number five, yep. that's awesome. Um, um, there was something. So I thought it was kind of so. Where is that? The last twelve months. So these are the top ten selling games for the last twelve months. So number ten, Mario Kart Eight. Oh, that's something you're trying to talk about. Mario Kart Eight now is the highest selling game of racing game in U.S. history. Wow. And I think it's around 33 million copies sold. Not the highest selling racing game of all time. I believe the record is Mario Kart Wii, which is around 37 million. Woo. So very easily, not very easily, but very well could pass um, the uh, that that mark maybe sometime in the next... I, I could very easily see that game after this holiday pass that number. So it wouldn't be as shocking to see... Us in early 2022, which is crazy to think 2022, uh, that we could be talking about about Mario Kart 8, the highest-selling racing game of all time, um, which is awesome to see that game. And I wonder if that includes... I wonder if that third... Hmm. That can't include the the Wii U sales as well, though. No. I don't think it includes the Wii U sales. It's actually an individual. (laughs) I wonder if 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 you combine those two together, it might have outsold... Mario Kart Wii at this point. You may have a point have there, that. considering that a lot of the attach rate for people that owned a Wii U had Mario Kart 8. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like around 4 or 5. It was the second highest selling title on the Wii U behind Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. I believe. So, and I think Smash Brothers was on the 5 million mark, I want to say. Give or take. I'm going to have to look at that. Uh, I want to look that up. I wanna see if I, I'll try to look it up, see if I get numbers on that. Um, and then we'll, we'll, I'll bring it up back up next week. But last 10 months, top 10 selling games, uh, Mario Kart 8, number 10, number, number nine, Mario 3D, All-Stars, number eight, Ghost of Shima, Hell yeah. Number seven, Last of Us Part 2, six, uh, Animal Crossing, uh, number five, Miles Morales, number four, Valhalla, number three, Modern Warfare, number two, Madden NFL 21, number one, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So interesting about that. So we have one, two, three, Three games from from Nintendo on this list does not include digital sales, so wow. uh, very easily could be looking at like you know, Miles Morales is outsold Animal Crossing, um, but we know Animal Crossing sold over thirty million copies, and I, I doubt Miles Morales sold that many. So, um, but that's awesome to see that you know game, that uh, we're still seeing Miles Morales kicking ass, and you know I, I love that game so fucking much. Uh, I can't. I hope you play. Have you have you bought that game yet? Have you played? Have you no, that actually, I have not played through Miles Morales. I will eventually. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, but that game was fantastic. I know you've been playing. You were, you were playing the Spider-Man DLC. So, mm. um, yeah. That's. I don't. Know, I think that's really cool. And it's just. Uh, it's been an interesting last uh, twelve months for that. And then also top, top ten selling games for for this year so far in twenty twenty one. Number ten already. Outriders. 
Incredible. Number nine, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number eight, Madden NFL 21. Number seven, Minecraft. Number six, Mario Kart 8. Number five, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number four, Monster Hunter Rise already. Number three, Miles Morales. Number two, Mario 3D World. Number one, Black Ops Cold War. No surprise there. But uh, yeah, it's cool. Like I said, it's cool to see some new blood. See some. It's just, it's, I always. I love. I'm a numbers nerd. I love looking at this shit. I, I look at. It's one of my. Like I said, it's one of my favorite things every month to look at is these NPDs for gaming. But Gables, um, it's up for news this week. Uh, I have not played anything new. Uh, par for course, like I said, just waiting for all the new shit coming out here in the next uh, next couple weeks. And then, like I said, I got the Xbox One S, so I'll be talking about. I plan on jumping in some uh, some MLB the show and Outriders this week. Mm. So uh, I'll talk about that. I'll be talking about that next week. But uh, Gables, you been playing anything new or anything? Honestly, I have been playing a little bits here and there. So, like I mentioned before, the beginning portion of this show where. I did go through and invest a full year for PlayStation Now, and I decided to check. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. And I decided mm-hmm. to check, like, uh, the streaming things for PS3 games in particular. I tried it for a couple of games. One, an old PS3 game that I used to play, and obviously I have on PS4 now. It's like Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. I tried out that. I tried out a uh, fighting game, Darkstalkers Resurrection. I also tried out an old game that I've played for years but uh i always seem to go back to and play little bits of now and again that's sonic adventure 2 (laughs) so here's the interesting scale of this stuff there is still maybe little increments of a slight delay when it comes to button presses for like fighting games it was more so less evident when i was playing through like uh Super Street Fighter 2 it's that hd remix that Super Street Fighter 2 hd remix which that released around 2008 for the PS3 and also for 360. I remember playing that game a lot back then. I tried playing some of it this morning, and uh, with a mixture of the uneven AI difficulty and also of the lack of precise button presses and order the time moves right, it felt really awkward and it felt frustrating. But <laughs> for a game like, say, Dark Structures Resurrection... I actually didn't hardly have any type of issues with that game in particular. I mean, sure, there would there are maybe slight delays and stuff, but it wasn't something that was readily as noticeable as the other fighting game that I had played previously. There are some times when you're streaming PS3 games, especially when you're playing like a game like Uncharted, that there is the occasional screen terror, maybe for like about a, like a quarter of a second in some parts, especially if you notice it like in cutscenes. Where there was a cutscene I was watching between Drake and Sully, and they're in this, they're in the jungle. Obviously, it's the beginning portion of the game, and you'll see like a little tidbit of like screen tearing going on the top left hand corner or something like that. I also noticed it also with like uh, Sonic Adventure Two when I was inside the Chow Garden for the first time. You know, going completing level one, you go to the Chow Garden, you try to upgrade the little creatures that you go through and hatch, and then like on occasion you'll see an occasion like screen tear. But, uh, so far, the experience with the streaming through PlayStation Now through my PS5 has been mostly positive. There have been some issues in terms of graphical fidelity and also in terms of input lag. But it's not as readily as bad as what I thought it was going to be. PlayStation 4 Pro, when I tried out PS Now for that month, it was alright. It wasn't like, say, readily writing a home about. But uh, I initially invested into it because i wanted to play old ps3 games that i 
honestly probably are not going to be able to rebuy because of how fucking expensive they are in the secondhand market or how expensive they are getting. So at least now I have a way if I want to play through Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, 4, I can do that. But uh, other than that, I have been playing more of the Spider-Man DLC. As a matter of fact, I went through the first two DLC, and I'm 50% through the third one. I went through and I 100%ed the DLC for the heist, also for the turf wars, and I'm 50% through in terms of like the Silver Lining DLC, which involves Silver Sable. So these three DLCs, story-wise, obviously separate from the main game, they're like after. They're like, takes place after the events of Spider-Man 2018. All three of them are three chapters of one big whole, quintessentially. So it's interweaving storylines between, like, Black Cat with the mobster, the head of the Magia, Hammerhead. Hammerhead? Yeah. Yeah. Hammerhead and stuff with his escalating things to try to, like, make him, like, an evolved form of himself. Then also you have, like, operatives of, like, like, uh, Sable and stuff that are helping out. Silver Sable, obviously, being the main driving force right there trying to get resources to her like uh home country to try to fight this rebellion i try to fight not a rebellion but try to fight this civil war inside of her country and so you have all these factors that are adding up and trying to create this sort of larger scale sort of arms race almost between like hammerhead what he's doing and on top of that trying to help out what Silver Sable's trying to do for her, her country to save her countrymen and this and that. So the interesting things about this is not so much of the story aspect, which, you know, the story things is okay. It's not, like, exactly, like, how strong it was in the main campaign to where, hey, you know what, this is actually pretty cool. You know, how the organization of the Sinister Six, you know, presented itself and, like, how you get to fight these interesting boss battles in regards to just having two at a time or this or that. But, uh, no, more or less I'm discovering that a lot of the things inside the DLC in and of itself is more of the same missions that you would have had side missions. Not like complete side missions per se, but it's the same type of grunt work you would have done in the main game. Actually, what this feels like to me throughout this entire DLC was for the people that could not complete going through and getting the top things for the Taskmaster challenges or the base challenges or like even the collectibles or something like that. This was entirely, I feel like of the, the brunt of all of this DLC was a main focus for players that finished the main game that did not upgrade everything to 100% to get that platinum trophy either they wanted or wanted to complete in order to try to get all the suits, all the power armors or like all the gadgets upgraded to what they wanted to. But uh, that's what it kind of feels like. It feels like more of a fluff sort of thing where you can go and get either certain base tokens or certain type of challenge tokens or certain types of like uh, collectibles in that regard. So photographing stuff, especially for the heist one for like Black Cat and stuff. What I've loved about it is, hey, it's more of the same things that I could easily just pick up and play like easily in the morning or before I go home or before I sleep at night where it's like I can tackle a couple missions per se then I could just leave it at that or if I want to do a story mission or two I can do that it's also a good positive to where these DLCs are not very long in scope or scale 
So the quintessential, there may be like a couple of hours, but give or take if you want to go through and complete the DLC missions, which you can do that if you really want to. You don't have to get like the top percentage of like the initial values for these tokens for each individual missions. Like say, you don't have to 100% a base or you don't have to 100% like a certain challenges in order to get like 100% done with say like the trophy list and stuff. But let's see. The not-so-fun parts that I've encountered throughout this DLC, the extra screwball missions, the challenge modes and stuff. There are some challenge things where the screwball ones, which I got kind of readily frustrated with. I've been in the point of priority once I got through the screwball missions for the Turf War ones that I want to just tackle them immediately when I went to the Silver Linings, because it's like... I got to the point where... I realize Screwball, the character in itself, she is more or less like a, a social media addict that is homicidal, quintessentially, that will do anything for clicks, regardless of who she harms or what she does and this and that. No, it's more or less the annoying fucking banter that she'll have every time yeah. you fail a mission. That graded on me for quite a while to the fact where once I got all of the base tokens and I upgraded, not just base tokens, but challenge tokens, and I got every single gadget, every single suit that I could, every single this and that, I didn't want to max, uh, maximize any of those challenge tokens. I just wanted to tackle them, get what I could, which I just basically did like the equivalent of Spectacular, right? I didn't get the maximum. I got the two out of the three, right? And that's enough to trigger the trophy pop for like all of those. But the good part about the Silver Lining one is you didn't have as many challenges, like, challenging challenges inside the Silver Lining one as you did, say, with Turf Wars. But uh, the things, the only thing I really liked about Screwball's challenges was the gadget ones. The ones where you had to go in with, say, two gadgets that you had, and you can double tap in order to switch between. I'll tell you what, it, it introduced me to a couple things I didn't realize I could do. One, I didn't realize I could just double-click the L1 button and switch between two gadgets and combine, say, the sure. web bomb with a high-impact one. And so you can just pretty much web bomb about five different thugs, switch it to the freaking, like, concussive blast, and they all just stick to the wall. I'm like, why the fuck did I not think of that? <laughs> and the same thing happened Where was this 60 hours ago? Yeah, where was this 60 hours ago? That's exactly my point, exactly. But the other one was the other gadget mission, which I believe was in the Turf War one, or maybe it was in the Silver Lining one. Well, anyway, it is the high suspension and the trip mines. So it's like you do the high suspension to like lift up a bunch of the thugs, and then all of a sudden you just go underneath them and you just see Spider-Man just doing trip mine, trip mine, trip mine, trip mine, and they're all just scooping <laughs> to the ground and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh my god, dude, this would have been so much easier if they would have explained that I could do this shit. Because <laughs> you don't think about experimenting with the two gadgets, you think about more or less using that one to get out of a specific situation. That's what I encountered while playing through the entirety of Spider-Man 2018. But I'll tell you, the other thing that I have not liked about the DLC so far is the armorized sable soldiers mm -hmm. that are the magia in that regards. They're fucking annoying as hell, especially if you go through the bases of the silver lining DLC, because here's the here's the thing that I have come across. 
they have more armor, meaning they take a lot more things to take down. They have annoying weapon sets to where there will be a spam there will be a span of time where you'll be working on one thug, and all of a sudden you get hit with a fucking rocket from a Magia member from clear across the fucking map. And so it was like two to four of them, quintessentially in like one wave, that I had to go through and realize. And then all of a sudden you got these flying fuckers that are going all around and stuff and trying to do this. And also the freaking, uh, on top of that, trying to concentrate on the rocket people, the, the thugs that are flying in the air, and the freaking people with the damn Dr. Octopus, like, orange whips that are trying to grab you out of the air which that's happened multiple times to where i've had to restart base missions over and over because i kept encountering the same fucking thug that would fly and that would knock me out of the fucking sky because i could not go fast enough and that's where i had a point last night where i kind of rage quitted it where it's like no i cannot play this right now and then the very next morning this morning i went through and i finished that base so, nice. the only positive I have about that base is there's not five of them, there's three of them. And if I want it to go through, I can go through at least two more, get at least a spectacular rating, and be done with it. So, as it stands right now, I'm over 50% of the Silver Lining DLC. I'm almost done completely with Spider-Man 2018. Nice. It's been a great experience. The DLC has been mostly filler, but the story elements are interesting to a point where I do like the characters like Black Cat, Hammerhead, uh, you know what, he can jump off a fucking cliff, I don't give a shit. But at the same time, it's like, I like the elements of, like, the Sable, like, uh, I like the elements of, like, Silver Sable and her, like, faction and stuff, like, tying in her gadgets and everything. But, uh, yeah, it's been one hell of a ride with Spider-Man 2018, and quite honestly, I'm very glad that I decided to not only invest inside I don't know how long I've been playing this game now but I know it's at least over 60 hours and I do know that I've enjoyed a lot if not like 90% of it yeah. <laughs> so that's well, it Gabe was a friendly reminder what well, next thing we struggle with that base remember that's not what it's all about <laughs> it's not all about the base gotta have some trouble you gotta have trouble. Thank you for pointing out that. <laughs> and that right there will do it because we peaked right there. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us this week. We're on everything. If you know, wherever pods are cast, we're on them. Wherever live things are on, we're on them. Uh, Twitch.tv, uh, YouTube, iTunes, Pornhub, uh, RedTube. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not on Pornhub. Eight <laughs> Chan, Four Chan, um, Nine Gag, Jackie Chan. We're on all of them. Just. <laughs> Just like, subscribe, follow. Follow Jackie Chan. We're on him. We're there. That. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Don't 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 tell him I sent you. Tell him that Jake sent you. That's a flash in the past right there for a name. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I was host. I was Tyler. Until next time. Been... I totally fucked it up. I apologize. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. I've been Tyler. I have been Colonel Gables. <laughs> so until next time, everyone, I hope you have yourself a fun time. Definitely, definitely play some more interesting video games. But until next time, see you guys. And Gables? Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet. Bye, guys. See ya.